Welcome to the one and only Circle City Sentiment with your host and the one and only Zach Griffin. Welcome in Circle City Cinema. I am your host, Zach Griffith, and I'm joined once again, as always, on the Secret Invasion Pods by Caleb Lynn. Caleb, you have just come from Barbie. Literally. We are in the midst of the best two-week stretch of the year for movies, the most anticipated two-week stretch with Mission Impossible, with Barbie, and with Op. You have just seen Barbie. Your 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 instant reactions to um, a movie that's going to make an ungodly amount of money. Um, <laughs> try to be as spoiler free as possible. Uh, How about a rating? Li- listen, 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 listen. Just, just watch the trailers because what the trailers say is true. It's true. If you. There's a line, I believe there's a line, I want to say, Zach, it's at the end of the trailer, where it's like, if you hate Barbie, you'll like it. If you like Barbie, you'll like it. If you're in, you'll like it. You'll like it. It's not, don't, don't get swayed by the brand. Don't get swayed by the brand. I mean, it's, it's a story that I think is very relatable and really anyone can enjoy i think anyone can enjoy it it's a very cool cool film it's a cool film that's really interesting biggest two-week stretch of the year uh you know you just saw barbie it's a massive stretch we're gonna have some big big blockbusters i mean think of the star power in this stretch the movie you just mentioned. You got Margot Robbie, Ryan Gosling. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you have Greta Gerwig directing. Uh, Will Ferrell's in that movie, too. Then you mm-hmm. look at Op. I mean, if you don't know who's in Op at this point, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, I, and I then, agree. Yeah. Then you got Christopher Nolan, one of the best directors of all time, definitely working right now. And then last week, you had Mission Impossible with... Arguably the most powerful actor <laughs> in the town, Tom Cruise. Uh, you know, I, I'm happy to hear that. Tom I'm happy to hear that. You know, I'm going on uh, Saturday. Yeah. Me and Cooper are doing the double feature, yeah, the Barbenheimer yeah. double feature. Uh, we're going to see Barbie first, then Op. <laughs> I'm ready. To, I'm ready to be shook to my core. I'm ready. I'm ready, and. Uh, I mean, to me, I've said it on the pod before. I'll say it again now. This mm-hmm. is this is the story. Barbie versus Oppenheimer is the movie story of the year. You know, I I, I can't I can't think of another time where, at least in my lifetime, two massive massive movies are going up head to head. You know, I think at this point it looks like Barbie's going to make more money than Oppenheimer, but yeah. I think in terms of the quality of filmmakers behind mm-hmm. them, the quality of the stars in the movies. Uh, we just never, I don't think you and I have ever seen anything like it, Caleb. Two of these, two movies yeah. like this coming out on the same right. weekend. No, I 100% agree. I, I think it, this, it, it's one of those things for me, Zach, where 
I just, you know, I mean, very obviously movies are back. Very obvious. Um, To be honest, I'm of the camp that they were always there. But I, I, I but too. the movies are back with with these two. Yeah, films. people are not and waiting for streaming with these. Like, movies. like Zach, is it is it is there anything that you could compare to this? Anything? I know you're such a history fanatic. Is there anything movie wise that compares to two studio companies of this magnitude going head to head on? on films like this two two very different films two completely different yes. films like is there anything anything like this ever in your mind i mean not not that i can think of i mean i i found a twitter thread a couple of weeks ago it had barbenheimer and the thread was other movies notable movies that have come out on the same day and you know you had Mm-hmm. The Matrix and you, I guess, count on the same day. Uh, Dark Knight and Mamma Mia came out on the same day in 2008. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously we weren't old enough or around sure. to sure. to feel that hype, but sure. you know, and, and obviously Twitter and social media plays into the hype. But I really do think, like, if 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 you take those, I think star power alone. Again, with all the filmmakers involved, like I feel like the hype would be there, even without the social media and the Twitter and the Barbenheimer nickname. Like I feel like it would, it would, it would fucking be there. And this is, this is. You're absolutely right. Movies are back, and this this proves it because both these movies are going to make a boatload of money this weekend. I think they're going to continue making a boatload of money. You know, they're, they're the most notable releases for at least a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, and then, mm-hmm. you know, the week before this, mm-hmm. you know, last weekend, Mission Impossible comes out, which you and I both saw, Caleb. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, really enjoyed it, man. Really enjoyed it. Like, this, the, I, I told you, like, this is a series that it's the rare series that just gets better and better. It ages like wine. You know, I, I, I'm still mm-hmm. taking Fallout. I'm still taking Fallout over Dead Reckoning. But I thought, really nice villain. You know, we kind of had two villains. Great villain. At the same time. Great villain. Uh, you know, obviously, some dimes. Some dimes in this movie. Uh, one in particular, a welcome addition. <laughs> Haley Atwell. Well, let me tell you, I, I'd like to be in Tom Cruise's position handcuffed to Haley Atwell oh, in a car. You know, that, that'd be nice. That'd be nice. But I, all, all honesty, I thought she was a great addition because we've been accustomed to Ethan Hunt's team like being pretty much the same lineup. Maybe a tweak here and there uh, the last few movies. But adding her as like this inexperienced spy, like she's really just a thief. Mm-hmm. She reminded me a little bit of... Kind of like uh, Anne Hathaway as Catwoman. Just like not really there for the right reasons, but capable, like has the skill set to do good things, but doesn't always do good things. Like clearly has a, a, a checkered background. So A checkered background, yeah. I thought she was 
I thought she was a great addition. Like, I mean, like we said, great villain. And it's ironic, Caleb, that the villain was AI pretty much. Considering what's going on with the strike right now. I mean, it's, it's right I, on the nose. I agree. I agree. It, it was, I kind of thought it was funny that the villain was AI. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it, it was very, uh, it, just considering, like you said, everything going on with the strike and how much that is potentially influence every, influencing everything. Yeah. I mean, it's very, it's very funny. Um, but man, I, I agree with you. I thought the movie was killer. Um, I thought that uh, I, I agree with you a thousand percent actually on Fallout over uh, this movie. Uh, I don't even think that's a debate. Uh, no. But I think, uh, but I think that the the movie was very good. Super great movie to watch in theaters. I, I cannot emphasize enough uh, watching it in theaters. The action. Oh yeah. Uh, I, it's a cool movie to see in the theater. I'm not saying it wouldn't be a cool streaming movie at all. I'm just saying it was cool to see in theaters. Um, I, I yeah, these these are popcorn movies. The Mission Impossible series. Yeah, like that, yeah. I they're, mean, they're meant to be seen in a theater. I mean, that's that's a that's a that's a large double butter. That's a large double butter popcorn. That's oh, that's a oh. that's a large double butter. Large oh, double yeah. butter. No splitting. I need lather I, it, <laughs> lather it on there. I mean, Lather the butter. I mean, give, me, give me that large cola. No, in all seriousness, like I <laughs> give me I that think... salt. <laughs> but look, I mean, it it was the the whole. I mean, I was mad about one thing. I was mad about one thing, and I'll let you get to that. I was mad about one thing in this movie. Uh, one thing. I I one know. thing, but I'm letting you get to it. I'm letting you get to it. But I was mad about one thing. Other than that, that was it. Well, can I guess? Can I guess what that one thing is? Go ahead. <laughs> you know, spoiler alert. Ilsa dead. Um, <laughs> Fucking dead. Uh, I was honestly shocked. I was shocked. I, because I I, how long has it been since? I agree. A, a member of the team was like killed. I, I mean. But she, you know, and, and and Fallout, I guess, uh, Benji almost died. Luther has really never come yeah. Yeah, the big up. And, and Ethan, you never, Ethan never came. I had maybe that's in final three, but I mean, uh, just doesn't seem like you know, Mission Impossible three in the beginning, his partner dies, but then after that, like nothing really. Nobody is ever like in mortal danger. So when she died, I guess I kind of get why they did it. If you're trying to prove to the audience, like, hey, this villain is the real deal. Like he, he you don't fuck with this villain. Like anybody can be killed if you're going to kill Ilsa. But really? I think this was her. I think this was her third movie. So She's yeah. probably too big. She's probably at a point where she's a little bit bigger than the franchise. But she she's now a pretty big star. You know, yeah. she was in Doctor Sleep a few years ago. She's been doing, like I said, this was her third Mission Impossible. So right. Um, I don't know. I thought it was an interesting writing choice, but I did too. And did the too. action I sequences. Sad. I mean, yeah, I was I was bummed out that too. Was really sad. It felt it kind of felt like that was who Ethan was going to end up with, you know? Yes. Like after his wife yes. kind of moved on with her life. Like, yes. It kind of felt like that. It was leading to that ending. And yes. No, 
she gets fucking stabbed on a bridge by some villain that we didn't know existed until this movie, which I thought his backstory... You kind of get an origin of where Ethan Hunt came from, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With this villain's backstory, but... Mm-hmm. And, you know, this this actor... I've only seen him in one thing that I can think of, and that's Ozark. Um, but, I mean, I thought he was menacing. Like, I thought he... I thought he pulled it off. Uh, I'm yeah, still taking a couple other, still taking a couple other villains in this series over him. But I agree. You know, you know, like I'll I'll take Seymour Hoffman over him. Thousand I'll take uh, thousand percent. I'll take Solomon Lane over him for sure. Thousand but, percent. Thousand percent. Thousand I thought it was, percent. you know, I thought I thought it was a worthy villain, and what I feel like we're set up for. Mm-hmm. We're set up for a nice conclusion if it actually is the last movie next year. Can I can I like pose a theory? Well, yeah, can I pose a for. theory? So we're here for. So I think I think. <laughs> I mean, it's mostly about this movie. It's not about the next movie, um, and it's about the way that the franchise chose to kill Wilson. Um, I think they killed her off because I don't think they believed in the villain. Because like I there mean, was no of- denying, there was no denying, there was no denying that Hoffman, Hoffman was nuts in that movie. I I completely, I completely agree. Dude, and I I, I I thought he was the star of that movie. I thought I mean, he, he was, I thought he was the star of the movie, not I Cruz. Mean, yeah, I mean he was. <laughs> I mean he, he was he was insane, and I guess. I, I just didn't really think I, I think they weren't as confident in Gabriel. And because I think they weren't as confident, I think they decided we need to do something to up the ante because our villain is not because I, I there were moments where I thought he was really good and they really nailed the scene where they killed her. They did a great job of really rising the stakes having both of them and the, having both her you know her in the same spot and Lauren Atwell in the same spot and they did a great job with that but to be honest with you I I think they kill I think the the killing of a main character I think they I think they had to do it because I don't think they felt as confident in the villain I really don't I like that take I mean we're kind of it's a theory it's a theory. I think we're kind of on the same track here. Where you know, yeah, I th- I think they killed it to show us the audience, like, hey, this villain is the real deal, like this. And I think giving the flashback to when he killed Ethan Hunt seemed like it was his girlfriend. Agreed. Um, killed her. Mm-hmm. You know that 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 added a little more fuel to the fire, but agreed. Awesome action sequences in this. You know, we talked about the bridge fight. I mean, that's kind of what brings. This is why you have to see, especially the Mission Impossible movies, and you can look at other action franchises like John Wick or yeah, James Bond, I guess, or or Jason Bourne. Like you have to. Those are theater movies, man. You're not. You. I agree with. That. I cannot imagine. I agree with that. I. Agree. You know, I saw Fallout in the theaters. I cannot imagine uh, my first viewing of Fallout being on my couch. Well, that was me. That was me, though. That was me. And it was I still mean, awesome to you. I loved it. 
I loved it. But like I I but I agree with you. But there's I a certain the theater, factor yes. in these movies where you're just like, I cannot believe they did that shit. I, I agree. I agree. And in this and one it was, you know, obviously the motorcycle jump that everyone's seen now. Uh-huh. And in and Fallout, there's a couple of them with the helicopter. Right. Um and then in Rogue Nation, you know, he's hanging on to the airplane. Obviously, the fourth one, he's climbing up the tallest building in the world. Right. You know, basically free solo on that. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it's that I feel like that is why people come to these movies just to see like, I have to see how they pulled this off. I just have to see it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. I, I, I'm i with you. I think they've done a good they did a very good job of, you know, setting up that second part. Um. And yeah, I think the movie did a terrific job of making it clear that there was a second part. Like they didn't give you a oh, crystal yeah. clear ending, which I think some do. And it's like, I don't need a crystal clear ending. Like through your storytelling and through your vision, I should be able to see that this story isn't probably going to end. And, you know, the, the train scene did a, a great job of that. You know, I was like, okay, here we go. We got to get out of here. We got to get out of here. And everybody, and, and, and it was so clear that you knew they weren't going to do anything else. They were just going to focus on getting out of that train, making it alive, moving on to the next scene, moving on to the next movie. I I love that in movies. I love that when, especially you're doing parts or you're going to continue something. Um, I thought they nailed that. And, and I'll be honest, I, I thought, uh, I actually thought Vanessa Curry was better in this one than she was the last one. Yeah, she uh, she really I killed mean, yeah. it. I don't know if it's just the second. I don't know if it's just more familiarity with the character or what, but she killed it. It could be. It could be that you know, there's an imposter of her as well, so she kind of has to act. She kind of has to act within an act, you know. But but I mean, still, it worked for her. I thought. I'm with you. Absolutely, and also hot, hot as hell. But again, like she's she's an awesome actress. She's actually been nominated for an Oscar before, uh, a couple of years ago. Um, but yeah, where where are you putting this? Where are you putting this? Like, are, obviously, I think you and I both have Fallout number one. Yeah, uh, I do. It's like, do you have it over the first one, or I yeah. don't know what you have yeah. in second place. No, I, I have it second. I have it second, pretty comfortably. Wow. I mean, wow. the, there was an intensity in this movie that, you know, I, I thought really showed, you know, and the technology, it, I mean, maybe this is some, the luck of when they filmed it, but when you when you look at the tech and the, the ability that they have to do these intense action scenes, you can't capture that. And you can't capture that in, the, in 1996. I mean, it, it's, you just can't. And that's not a shot at 1996. I'm just saying you just can't do that. You just can't do that in the effectiveness that you can now. Um, and I just thought some of those scenes where, I mean, that train scene was it? that train scene. I mean, I, that, that train scene rocked. I mean, that train yeah, scene was high level and everyone did it. Everyone did it really. Uh, everyone was a part of that scene. Like it was just really well done and well thought out and, um, I would personally put that number two in terms of its entire body of work. 
Uh, but then if you want to get picky, like you said about villains, the villains or even, you know, characters, I would, you know, TBD. I would have it third. I would have the first one in second place. I, I just really That's like fair. The That's one. fair. I, I look, I do too. I would have that one third. I'm not I'm not bashing that. I just I just like the way that they I just thought they really nailed a lot of this the the I just thought the story like and I've told you this before, what I think has made these better is not necessarily the technology, but the fact that they really started to develop the story. I thought the second, the third, and the fourth one was dominant action and really not a lot of story. And then you get to the fifth, you get to the, you know, the 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 one that was right, Fallout, and that's when I start really putting together a story. And then now they go even bigger into that in this movie. And I just think that matters. I felt like two, maybe this is a take. I mean, if you really look at the entire body of work, that they're going to put out. You could make a genuine case. I don't need two, three, and four. Again, well, you, could, four, you could, you could, you could, yeah. you could, I, I, you could. I'm not saying that I would be like, oh my gosh, like it has to happen. These movies suck. I don't think they sucked. I'm just saying there's a case. I thought three, again, I thought I had the best villain in the series. Sure. 100%. Probably the best actor to ever work in this series. Phillips, other than Cruz, Phillips Seymour Hoffman. Really? Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Wow. Wow. That's, that's, I, I mean, I, I, that's a lot of names. That's a lot of, <laughs> a lot of names. It is a lot of names. I mean, it is a lot, it wow. is a lot of names okay. and a lot of, a lot of right. nice, a lot of big names, a lot of nice actors, but yeah, I just feel like, I just feel like, uh, yeah. Acting ability That's wise, he's probably it's probably him and Cruz. I get it with this with this series, but um, I, I thought the third one did a nice job introducing his wife. Mm -hmm. I thought that in a way extended the series mm. because adding that little wrinkle to Ethan Hunt's character, where he's not just this he's not just this government agent with nothing else mm. to him. Mm -hmm. I thought that was a nice way to extend the yeah. series with you add there. some other stuff to that character. Yeah. The fourth one, you know, there's been stories about this and Renner even said it like they were trying to hand the series off to Renner and it just didn't work. And I'm kind of, I'm really glad it didn't work because we wouldn't yeah, have gotten duh. fallout. Uh, yeah, no, it, I, don't, I think it ended up not working because he was <laughs> so into Marvel. He was so into Marvel and Hawkeye. Like it was just not, not going to happen scheduling wise. So thank God for that. What is but, it with him in those type of movies? All these dude, companies try to get him involved in their movies. Why? Dude, after the Hurt Why? Locker, he, you know, they're like, all right, you're Hawkeye. Uh, you're going to take over for Tom Cruise. You're going to take over for Matt Damon in the Bourne series. Like they were just handing him shit. I don't they get just it. Handing dude. Him shit. I, and I, I, don't I think Renner's. A, I think Renner's a nice actor, but no, I hundred percent, hundred percent. I just, yeah. I'm not sure. I want him leading my franchise. I, 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 I completely agree with that. I mean, and, and it worked out for Renner. It yeah, worked sure, out for him, sure, obviously, but sure, totally did, totally did. Uh, you know, it just didn't work out for that. What they were agreed. trying to do in that series, uh, and then agreed. 
I, I'm totally with you. The story was definitely enhanced. And, you know, Tom's buddy, Christopher McQuarrie, who directed the last three movies, like, guy's a great writer. Guy's a great writer. Uh, he's proven himself as a director at this point. Like, <laughs> he's just really fucking good. I and that's that. a partnership that, yep. that's a partnership I hope doesn't end anytime soon, even I'm after these movies are over. I'm with you there. So, uh, let's head back to Barbenheimer quick because <laughs> Oppenheimer, Robert Downey Jr., obviously, neither of you, neither of us have seen this movie yet. Robert Downey Jr. getting a lot of Oscar buzz for best supporting actor already. Already. You know, and to my knowledge, in Christopher Nolan movies, the only Oscar winner from a Christopher Nolan movie was Heath Ledger. That's the joke. So this would only be the second acting Oscar winner in a Christopher Nolan movie. And there's been a lot of great performances in those movies. A lot of great performances. But people are like shooing him in now for Best Supporting Actor. And he, you know, he's been on record wow. saying this is the best movie he's ever been in. And he's oh, been he's in giving you the PR. Movies. He's giving you the PR. Oh, he's giving you the PR. He's talking about how good this movie is, how yeah, awesome Christopher yeah, Nolan is yeah. to work with, how awesome Killian Murphy was in this movie. Like, right. oh, he's giving you the PR. And I, I believe, no I believe all those things. But you're right. There's a PR. There's a PR element to it. <laughs> it, it's it's not like Jets PR where they're sucking everyone off, but it's it's PR in that it's believable. It, it's believable, but it's stuff yeah, you well, have to we'll say. We'll it's stuff you have to say, okay. and unfortunately, it's stuff you have to do if you're trying to get an Oscar. But that that's kind of like what I'm looking forward to the most now is was he actually? Because I, I think he's a great actor. Iron Man side, I think. He needed Iron Man. And he, even including Iron Man. I mean, obviously he was nobody else could have played Iron Man, but nah. he's he's an awesome actor. So it, it's gonna be cool to see him mm-hmm. in a setting where you don't really think of Iron Man when you see him on the screen. No, no I mean I think he 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 really needs this. I, I'm not as big on Robert Downey Jr.'s legacy, I think, as everybody else seems to be. Uh, I, I think I think he really needs a big time performance here. Well, do you think um, Amon Villani can succeed him as the face of the MCU? According to reports, um, I think I think Robert Downey, <laughs> I think Robert Downey really does need this performance. No comment. Because because i i think his legacy <laughs> i really think his legacy his legacy i think is really much riding on marvel and i i think he needs to show that he can get out of that world out of the money that marvel puts in the project especially his projects and figure out like what how he can be more versatile and I think this movie is would be a, is a great opportunity for that. I mean, he, he, you know, Nolan's not going to have this loaded cast in there for no reason. 
Okay. I mean, he he's he's going to have a, a, a you know, he's going to make sure that we see the best of this cast. Okay, if if Matt Damon is not your lead, okay? You're 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 I mean, that's Matt Damon is a guy that's never the support. Okay, and that's basically what he is at this point. And I mean, when I look at Robert Downey, I think he really he needs this movie. I think he really really needs this movie. So if he steps up to the plate, I would love to see him get an Oscar. I'd love it. I would love to see it. And I'd love it. Obviously, Iron Man saved his career. Uh, he and a thousand came, percent saved his career. I think it still is sa- saving saved his career. his career. But he also saved his own career by taking that role, by anchoring. I mean, you can argue. I mean, financially, at least, it's the biggest movie franchise in history. Uh like he he was the face of that franchise, and now, you know, before Iron Man, obviously had the the career troubles before, but his acting ability was never questioned. You know, he'd actually been nominated for an Oscar for playing Charlie Chaplin in the Chaplin biopic. Um, he was a he was one of the eighty. He was in a lot of eighties movies. Uh, and then you know his career kind of takes that downturn, and then sure. But back half of sure. the two thousands, he's in Zodiac, he's in Tropic Thunder, takes the Iron Man role, and then from there, I mean, the rest is history. But since Endgame, not great. Say it. I mean, we're looking at we're looking at Doolittle. We're looking at we're looking at Doolittle. Okay, that's that's honestly what we're looking at. So. Does he need this per se? No, but I feel like he, I feel like he kind of like wants to prove it to himself and maybe prove it to common moviegoers who only see him as Iron Man. Like, hey, I can fucking act act my ass off. Can I ask you this? Because we're obviously, you know, we've got Barbie and Oppenheimer, right? And the amount of big names in both of those movies, as you and I talked about before this, Astounding. I would honestly make the case he's the guy that has to, like, he's the guy that's got to prove it out of all these big names. He's got to do well in this, Zach. Zach, he's, like, you just said he's I don't don't know if I would say prove it. I don't know if I would say prove it. He doesn't have anything to prove. What would you say? He doesn't, he, he he has nothing... He has nothing left to prove. He has nothing left to prove. If I, you know, if I was, then retire. I'm trying to think of who to compare this to in sports. I mean, I guess (sighs) trying to think of a good example. That's how you feel about that's that. I mean, that's how you felt about well, Brady. Brady. That's how you felt about Brady. When Brady went to Tampa, sure. how much did he really need to prove? He didn't really you, – you could make the case that he really needed a Super Bowl. But in reality, he just needed to be on a really good team that had nothing to do with Belichick. Well, in Robert yes. Downey's case, he's got to be in something, in my opinion, that doesn't have to do with the big brand of Marvel. And like you said, he has not been as strong since then. He just hasn't. That That's probably a good a good example um, you know, if you look at, you know, Tom Brady went to Tampa, you know, could have retired after his stint oh, with sure, the Patriots, sure, but sure. I think he wanted to prove to 
I mean, we know how Tom Brady is. He's a fucking competitor. Like if he if he goes to Tampa and wants to stick it to everybody who's saying, you know, it was all Belichick. Well, he dispelled all that by winning the title. Now I think Downey can say, you know, I'm not just Iron Man. Which, mm-hmm. you know, if you followed movies closely, you knew that before the sure. MCU. Sure. But I feel like I mean, let's face it, Caleb. Most people mm-hmm. our age, mm-hmm. they only think of him as Iron Man. Like he's he's just Tony Stark. So I, I agree. I, I agree. I agree. So I agree with you in that he needs to prove it to that audience who only sees him like that. But you know, if you're really into, I guess, the history of his career and what he did before the MCU, he doesn't really need to prove it to people like that. But to the people who only see him as Stark, of course, he probably feels like he has to prove something to them, even though I don't think he has to, but whatever. Uh, One last thing here. Christopher Nolan says he would consider it a privilege to make a James Bond film. Says the influence those movies have had on his own movies is very apparent. Which, I mean, if you watch Tenet, his last movie... I mean, that's just that's a spy thriller. That's all it is, yeah. is a spy thriller. You look at Inception, kind of a spy thriller too. Like, clearly, he's playing on that. You know, Nolan, obviously British. Like, it would make a lot of sense. It would make a lot of sense. And I would watch the hell out of it. Watch the hell out of it, Caleb. How cool would it be? You get the new recast James Bond, whoever it is. And to kick off that era of Bond, Christopher Nolan, here you go. How much do you think he's got left in the tank? Christopher Nolan? Ge- yeah, genuine question. I'm not I'm not suggesting anything. Just genuine question. I think he's gonna be like a Scorsese, just making movies till he dies. I think it would be like a cool, like okay, this is my homage. Thank you for what you've, thank you for, thank you movies. Thank you film. How about I just make some James Bond movies? Doing one for him. But like, I don't think, but he talked about this too in the interviews, Zach, where it's like, he, I, you know, you're you're in a box when you do something like that. And I don't know if I want him in that box. You know what I mean? Like he talks about how in Batman, you just have to, you have like a fine, a finite area or brain theory to work with. And he was like, that made it difficult. Don't you think that's kind of how it would be with Bond? And that's why I was suggesting like, I, how much you thought he had left in the tank? Because I just wonder if he wants to do some other projects. Well, I don't think he's even close to slowing down. So Not then I close. would I don't then I wouldn't want it now. I wouldn't want it from him now. Because I want him to do the I want him to do the original stuff. I don't want him to get behind a film series. I don't want him to get behind a franchise. I don't. Well, I, I think one of the most commendable things about Nolan, you know, other than being one of the most original guys left, um and just bringing bring 
everyone to the theater, no matter what he makes. I, I like he doesn't really take long breaks. Like if you look at his yeah. filmography, pretty consistent clip. Like you look at, you know, Oppenheimer, obviously this year, Tenet was 2020. Mm-hmm. Dunkirk was 2017. Mm-hmm. Interstellar was 2014. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he made the Dark Knight trilogy within, I think, I think it was seven years. So three movies in seven years. 05 to 12, yeah. 05 to 12, we got it right. Uh, then you got Inception in 2010. In the middle of that trilogy, he makes he just makes Inception just cause. <laughs> and then he's got the Prestige, too. So in the middle of making the Dark Knight trilogy, he makes the Prestige and Inception. Inception, who a lot I thought of people those movies. I thought those movies best sucked. movie. And we're gonna end the pod there today, folks. Uh, Caleb thinks Inception sucks. Uh, we'll see you next week. But no, like that—that that is, like, basically since Batman Begins, he's making a movie like every. You're right. Two, three, four years. You're right. You know, right. and there's really not really a movie you can point to. A lot of people didn't like Tenet. I do think it was very, very confusing, but I didn't think it was a bad movie. Yeah, you, like, you and Bryce were pretty high. I thought you both were pretty high on that movie. I mean, it's not? not in my... It's it's like... Huh? I thought you both like were when I, think, I when, guess I read that. When I, when I am old and thinking of Christopher Nolan, I'm probably not going to think of Tenet. But I thought Tenet was pretty good. Fair enough. I thought it was a good action movie. Fair enough. At the least, so... Yep. That That's one of my favorite things about him is he just pumps these movies out man and they're good movies yeah he does sometimes sometimes great movies mm-hmm. so i i can't wait to see what he does next clearly this movie to me is him like trying to force the academy's hand like uh, give me mm. my give me my oscar mm. give it to me give it to me because he should have got it for dunkirk absolutely should have got it for dunkirk yeah i agree i yeah so mark there but bad mark. i feel i feel like now he he's coming he's coming for it man he's coming he's coming for it he's coming for the statuette so let's see see what happens but uh one more movie i wanted to talk to you about caleb yeah a movie you and i are pretty high on that is coming out in early august tmnt caleb TMNT, you and I are both all in on this movie. I I don't really know why because there hasn't been a good TMNT movie since the nineties. But fucking in, I've always oh, loved I, oh, turtles. Oh. I've always loved them like this. I'm in, dude. I'm in on this. You, you're telling me. Here's what you're telling. This is a Tuesday here's, night special at AMC. You're, you're, you're telling me. You're telling me. I got Seth Rogen producing it, who pretty much. You want to talk about an underrated resume with with superhero stuff? Bingo. Sure. And not to mention, I get, I mean, a very, very loaded cast. I mean, I get, I get Paul Rudd. Okay, I get, I get Jackie Rose Chan, Bird. Right? I get, I get Jackie Chan. Uh, who you know, get checks. Uh, I, I I think they they have they have they have they have the cast. I mean I I I think this shows some serious commitment here. Um, and I I'm in. I I think this movie is going to be really good. And I think 
I, I trust Seth Rogen almost buying any Shapiro project. I, I since Invincible, Zach, I Invincible and the I boys. refuse to let Seth Rogen become underrated. I refuse. Because that I feel like anything that guy touches, I laugh at. Yeah. Plain and simple. And, and I laugh at it. I know good. I laugh at it. Not to mention, not to mention I with Invincible, it went to a different side of his creativity that I just thought was stellar. Yeah, I mean, and clearly, you know, he love loves Seth, these. He he loves the Ninja Turtles. You know, he's he's taking. I think yeah. he's taking it pretty seriously. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm all in. It's like I said, well, this he, is a Tuesday night special for me. Tuesday well, night he, after he, work. He doesn't live in a closet, Zach. I mean, he, he's he's seen Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. He's seen him. Oh yeah. He's seen oh, the yeah. recent movies. He's seen the recent movies. He knows. Yeah, he so. knows what he, he knows. He knows. I don't think. He, I don't think. The terrible. I think he knows. <laughs> yeah, they're ass. You suck. <laughs> so, like I said, we haven't had a good one since probably the very first movie in the nineties. <laughs> so, uh, I love it. I'm I'm excited for it. Um, sure. The, the last bit of news here, Kim. Okay. Quarterback renewed Quarterback. for season two by Netflix. My question is, you know, I thought it was very... Uh, first, I want to make an announcement. Public service announcement. Uh, oh, I'm officially okay. done with Marcus Mariota. Officially done. Officially done. Yeah, that's uh, good for you. That's good for you. You know, basically, you know, he can sugarcoat it all he wants. He quit he's on the stolen team. your heart. Yeah, he stole, he stole your heart. He, he quit. I can't root for a quitter. He quit. He quit on the Falcons. <laughs> He could have been there to support Ritter, and he wasn't. Now he's going to go be a backup again for Jalen On Hurts. the Eagles! It's such a weird bet. On the Eagles. Yeah, I don't... Whatever. Yeah, you're not going to get... Guess what? You're not going to get a lot of playing time there, okay? I, I, I he, he just... He blew his opportunity. He blew his opportunity to be a starter again. I don't think he's ever going to get that chance again. Uh, he's, he's Now he's inbound for a career backup. Um, but who, who do you want to see in season two? Because I, I got Jalen Hurts. You know, I just mentioned him. He's a guy I'd like to see. Really? But yeah, if if they do another set of three, they should. Who you know? We mentioned last week. All these guys were at different points of their career or a different level player than the other guys. Who who are you looking for in, in a season two? Well, I'm I'm assuming I'm assuming they're going to pick, you know, it's got to be it's starters, right? Guys that went into the year as starters. Yeah. Um I, Unless you want to watch Kyle. Trask. I mean, look, I know I know you guys are biased. You guys are biased, so my opinion matters more when it comes to the subject. I think Anthony Richardson would be really good because there's some cool backline to Luck and Manning. And the first year coach, there'd be be some cool stuff. Peyton could connect some really cool dots there that I think would be fun from a production standpoint to see. I I I would actually have that number one on my list. I would have that number one on my list and what I want. So he'd be um, in like the the Mariota role, I guess. I want him in the Mariota role. And then obviously I think Minshew would be a fine yeah, I think I think that'd be interesting. Um I really want to see Derek Carr in 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 it because I think 
you know, it's a new scene, new opportunity. How does he go about his business? How does he look to regain um, a status of an MVP candidate that he once was with for the Raiders? Uh, how does he try to advance his career? Um, the top quarterback that I want, the the, the if you're going to go big fish, if you're going to go big fish, I want Lamar. Because I think I want that contract. I, I want to see the pressure of the contract. I want to see the pressure of coming back off that injury. I mean, I think that's the type of guy. I want I want some cool storylines, too. And I think all three of them would have really cool storylines. I like that Lamar one because, you know, obviously the contract, but, you yeah. know, they bring in all these new weapons on offense. Odell coming back after taking a year off. I feel like that would be cool to see what they're it'd be great for Bryce to actually see how good of a quarterback he is too well uh you know Bryce Bryce would still ignore the signs just like he's a you know Bryce Bryce is just you want to talk about PR (laughs) Bryce Bryce for Ohio State quarterbacks Ohio State players in general Bryce didn't have a problem with Justin Fields saying he was the top five running quarterback of all time but anyway uh I would like to see (laughs) you know obviously Obviously, Joe Burrow, right? Joe, Joe Burrow. Sure. Joe Burrow, I think I think that would be a good story, too, because they're coming off that really tough sure. loss in the AFC title game. Like, there's, the last two seasons have ended with crushing losses. You know, obviously, in the Super Bowl to the Rams. Mm-hmm. And then last year, you know, Bryce, again, Bryce could say what he wants. The refs took over the game. The Chiefs won. Chiefs <laughs> going to win the Super Bowl. I mean, come on, Caleb. We, we both watched the game. That's what happened. That's what happened. I won't comment on that. You can go. Hey, I won't comment on that one. Not today. Well, <laughs> Not I, know today. That, I know what that means. That's a yes. Uh, I also think Jalen Hurts, you know, if they didn't get Burrow, I think Jalen Hurts would be good because, <sighs> you know, losing the Super Bowl basically on the last play uh, would have been the MVP if not for missing a couple games. I feel like him coming back, redemption tour, new play caller. I feel like that'd be really nice. And, you know, we get to see uh, Mariota again on, on quarterback. Next up, I would have Gino. <laughs> Gino Smith. Yeah, that's a name a lot of people Gino are throwing Smith. out there. Yeah, a lot of people are. Coming out, coming off of making everyone, including myself, eat a four-course mm-hmm. meal of shat. I mean, sure. I just, I had to totally eat it on Gino last year. I thought it was only going to last a couple of weeks or three weeks. Ended up lasting until the playoffs. Sure. So I, I think I think Gino would be a good one. And then I'm with you too. I would pick. I would pick a rookie. I feel like a rookie would. You gotta add a new wrinkle to the show. Yeah. Uh, somebody who's never been on the NFL scene before. You know what? Obviously, I'd like it to be Richardson, but you know if it was yeah. Stroud or Bryce, like it. You got it. That wouldn't bother me. Yeah, I agree. That wouldn't bother me. So you got to have one of those rookies. You have to have one of those rookies. You have to. You have to. Uh, and then our category here, in honor of Caleb, before we get into the Secret Invasion episode, Caleb eats crow. Caleb, this week, I want to get okay. to the bottom of your your logic here because I really. I want to get to the bottom of your thinking. 
Okay. okay. <laughs> a couple of weeks ago, you were telling me and Bryce okay. that Top Gun Maverick basically oh, it this. didn't matter. It didn't matter that it was a good movie. Correct. It would have made that amount of money regardless. <laughs> I totally disagree. A shitty movie okay. is not making one point four no, million dollars or whatever it was. Okay. Well, explain, explain it, because I'm still kind of hazy on the details. Like what, no, what, I, what you... I, I should have made this. I should have. I should make this clear because if that's what your takeaway was, it's not what I was trying to take away. My takeaway. My takeaway. You, you need movies, to eat crow here. No, because I don't think you understood what I was trying to say. I really don't. I think. I think the the movie. So you're talking about Top Gun, and you're talking about how I said a couple weeks ago that the movie is a movie that is basically – I basically said the brand was going to make the movie sell. I, I took it as it wouldn't have mattered if the movie sucked. People were going to see it anyway. No, I do believe that. I because don't. I think – I don't think it would have made as much money, obviously. You're right. I don't, I don't think it would have made as much money. I, I'm not trying to say that. And maybe that's where you're coming from. Maybe you think that money would mean people. But I, I look, I, my, 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 the concept of that movie, the concept of that movie, okay, is I believe that movie, that movie with Tom Cruise in it, okay, that movie had so much of a connection to the people at the time. And I'm saying that movie coming out in that time, okay, that movie coming out right now was a movie that at, that your grandma wanted to see, that your aunt wanted to see, that your uncle wanted to see, that your two grandkids want to see, like the girl you talked to at the parking garage wants to see. Like you you have, you basically have, you basically have, you know, it, it really, it's... It, so you're saying it appealed to it. all audiences. I'm saying it appealed to all audiences. And I'm saying... That yes, I don't think it would have gotten the reviews, or it might not have won any awards, or anything like that. But you people were gonna see that movie. The I don't think the box office numbers would have sucked as much as you guys think it would have. I just, I just don't. That's my personal opinion with Barbie. I, I went to see it, and I think Barbie is good, but I think people are seeing it because of the brand. And I agree with that to an extent, but you know, if you, I'm not trying to dismiss the other people. I'm just saying, again, I would argue I that's the I, genius of Greta Gerwig because if you're connecting yourself to that brand, and you're as a great, you're as great as she is, you're guaranteeing revenue. If you can connect history, which is what Oppenheimer's doing, that's what Barbie is doing. You are getting cash. The receipts, the, the receipts are completely there. It's completely there. You attach yourself to something like that. You attach yourself to a brand. I mean, you can do it with Batman. You can do it. You do it literally. Batman. The Robert Pattinson Batman. Why do people want to see it? Batman. Batman. People will talk to the brand of Batman. And I'm saying it's the same thing with Barbie. I think Top Gun is in that same discussion. It's the brand for me. It's the brand. I'm not saying that. The, I'm not saying. I'm not trying to disrespect the the, the actors and the actresses. Or the directors of the producers. I'm just saying it's an incredibly safe idea and it's great for money. And it's because of the brand. I agree with that, especially with Barbie, because you know, obviously 
mom and dad are going to take their daughter to see Barbie. Exit, bingo, bingo, bingo. Doesn't right. matter how bad it is. It doesn't but matter. I, I don't think it would make as much money if it was, you know, some, some no-name actress playing Barbie. Some B-list actress playing Barbie. Agreed. 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 No, I think the fact Agreed. that they got an A-list. Agreed. You know, I'll, one I'll of the put, best I, actresses I working right now. Yep. You know, for instance, if, uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think of some actor who sucks. Like well, if, if, Ansel if you had a no-name as if, Ken. If Ansel, if Ansel Elgort played Ken, no, no, no. I so give, I, I, I agree with I agree with you. The brand, the brand for Barbie, the brand for Top Gun, drove a lot of the interest. But I feel like if the movie, you're right, is great. Like Top Gun Maverick, in my opinion, was a great movie. It's my favorite movie that I saw last year. Like that is just gonna drive yes. in so many more people. And I'm gonna give you both credit. I'm, I'll give you credit. I'll give you and Bryce credit here. I, I, I was. That's how I felt about the movie. So I don't think, and I think you guys were trying to say, okay, that's not a horrible point, but you're coming off like you're. You said it sucked. Which, when you listen to me talk about it, when I first talked about it, when I first talked about it with you off the record, I did come off thinking that it sucked. Okay, but I mean, I, I, I but I, I don't think the move. I don't think the movie sucked. I don't think the movie sucked. Um, just you like gotta, all the you gotta admit, sucked. you got we gotta you gotta be with me here, admiring these studios for making these movies good. I mean, look yeah, at uh, yes. Disney. Yes. Disney shout out a Star Wars trilogy that was not very good. Right, right. It, it, you if you're gonna go with the bigger brands, you you gotta you you you're gonna get the money from the seats. But what what gets you to the what gets you through the you know, into the next level is, you know, the overall quality. And fans, fans of that stuff are going to tell within 30 minutes of the movie, your commitment level and your commitment level to a great project, your commitment level to a franchise, you know, series, acting, you know, whatever, graphics. Like, I'm with you. And I imagine Barbie looked, I imagine Barbie looked like an expensive movie. Awesome. It looked awesome. And, and yeah. it, it looked awesome. The movie looked awesome. Now, granted, I think I looked at the budget. It's not as expensive as I realized, but it was it was definitely a the, the visuals in that movie are fun and cool and hip and partyish. And it was it was like that's fun. And I'm not trying to bash that at all. I, I to be honest, you can make an argument. It's a genius business move. I just want people to recognize it like that too. Because I mean, I I do think I do think for every time we talk about the greatness of these movies, we talk about the you know, we can do the same thing with Oppenheimer. The greatness that Oppenheimer is probably going to be for us, okay? They did. They are going back to something that's tail old this time with history and historical value. And 2023 has clearly suggested historical value wins at the box office. I agree. I I, I kind of see where you're coming from now. All right, not as not as bad of a take as I had in mind. No, you, I, so, I think it that. Know. I think it that. I think it that. But you don't. If you were gonna come so, at me for that. One, I guess I, I guess it. you don't. I guess you don't have to eat crow this week. All right, Caleb doesn't have to eat crow this week. So good yeah, for you. You're lucky. You make me do it next week or something. 
I'll, I'll think of something, but getting into Secret Invasion, why we are here. <laughs> the penultimate episode of the series, Caleb. Only one episode left next week. Another okay. episode on the shorter side this week. It was only, I think it only came out to like 35, 38 minutes, whatever it was. <laughs> it was filler to get us into next week, but I thought it was great filler. You know, you get some quality Gravik uh, killing people. You get to see Gravik as a scroll. Like, he actually turns back into a scroll. They're buying in Uh, But you did get to see Gravik impale somebody with his Groot arm. Um, Gravik's motives, I think, are a little uh, questionable in terms of basically committing genocide against his own people. Agreed. Yeah, we can kind of... I don't really know what the <laughs> what the point of that is. I don't even uh, but that's that's beside the point. Yeah. Uh, again, I just thought another great performance from Don Cheadle, Olivia Coleman. Olivia Coleman, another great performance. That, that scene, that scene in the house yeah. with the two scrolls. Yeah. That was awesome. Yeah, it was. It was. That was awesome uh, by her. Yes. Yes, and it, Talos is dead, Caleb. There's no doubt. There's no doubt about it. They burn the body. They burn the body. So there's no uh, ifs, ands, or buts about if Talos if Talos made it. He didn't make it. He didn't make it. He didn't. He didn't make it. So I have a bold prediction for next week. Okay. Well, first I have a question. Now go ahead, Schmuck. So the title of the episode is Harvest. And the harvest is okay. blood samples of the Avengers that were collected off yeah. the battlefield yeah. against Thanos. Yeah. And Gravik wants the harvest for himself, I guess. Mm-hmm. Just because. Just mm-hmm. So why doesn't Fury just replace the harvest with poison? And give Gravik the poison. Is it, is it that simple? <laughs> is it that simple? Or am I overthinking it? I don't know. No, I no, no. It seems I mean, like if they ended like that. That's beyond yeah, hey, lame. Hey. Here you go, Gravik, poison. But, but don't you think that'd be my... lame? Oh, it'd be lame as hell. That's why they're not going to do it. I mean, if you're just thinking from common sense. Just, just swap it up. But oh, here yeah, is my, 100%. Here is my bold prediction. Yeah. Fury is going to ingest the harvest. And he is going to kill Gravik and possibly die in the process. Wow. So you think you think he's just basically going to say, "This is the this is what I need to do, and I'm willing to sacrifice my life." Yeah, and I'm willing to yeah. sacrifice my life to do it. I mean, the way this episode ended with him putting on the eye patch again, you know, putting on the trench coat. I don't know. It felt like a last stand to me. Can, can I ask you this though? Like, sure. I mean. What do you think about the cameo in terms of the connection to Black Widow in episode five? 
do you right. think that we see? Do you think we get a very intense, you know, do we get a potential Black Widow replacement? Will Florence Pugh? Florence Pugh show up? I don't she know, showed up in Hawkeye. It. She yeah, she did. Hawkeye, yeah, so. she did. Yeah, she did. I guess it could happen I, again. I, yeah, it could. I, 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 I think there's a lot to unpack because I think they could go a lot of ways with it. You could just continue the story, plain and simple. You don't really give us an ending, or you you could do what you're saying, which is theory begun, or you unlock another character. You unlock another character. Um, Am I wrong in thinking I think, like this is the lot? This is Fury like send off. Okay, so I have a take. Can I give you that take? Sure. I'm gonna give you that take. Well, yeah. I think so. We're here for checks. checks. I think he's getting for checks. I've kind of felt Sam that Jackson last, like, two episodes. Yeah, I kind of felt it. I kind of felt. I it. mean, this this so series that cost two hundred million to make. I'm, so I'm a little, I'm a little worried. I mean, I know they, I know they spent a lot of money to make it, but man, I, I. This is actually the I first mean, series I thought of. When Bob Iger said we're gonna cut back on budgets, I was like, "Yeah, I don't think Secret Invasion needed to cost two hundred plus million. Two hundred million, yeah. I mean, I I don't know if I, and I do don't, and I don't feel like, and I think Samuel L. Jackson is a great all time actor. I want to be very clear. I think he's a great all time actor, but I wouldn't hate a new chapter if I'm Marvel. I wouldn't, I wouldn't either. I mean, I wouldn't he, hate it. You know, he had those quotes before the series where he was like, if Marvel calls, I'm going to pick up. So maybe he doesn't die. But I don't know. I mean, they killed a shield agent earlier. Like, there's no there, yeah. there's precedent for shield agents dying. Like, Agent Coulson died in the first Avengers movie. Now, Maria Hill dies in the first episode of this <laughs> I don't know. It, just, it feels like it would be yeah. a nice send off. And, you know, this huh. series, you know, it's not a staple series for Marvel by any no. means. Heavens no. But Heavens no. Like, I think it's pretty I think it's pretty good. It's not bad. It's not a bad series by any means, <laughs> but it's not a staple. No. You know, if I'm thinking of the staple Marvel series, I'm thinking Daredevil, Punisher, um, WandaVision. Loki, like that's that's what I'm thinking. Jessica Jones, that's what I'm thinking. Staple wise for Marvel uh-huh. shows, I'm not I'm not thinking of Secret Invasion. I, I mean, what what are your staple what are your staple Marvel shows? God, um, Miss Marvel, uh, Daredevil, Iron um, Fist. I Iron thought Fist. WandaVision. I think WandaVision is a staple Marvel show. Um, I do too. I do and, too. And then I would say, I'm going to go. I I think Loki. I think Loki. Yeah, dude, Loki's good. I think Loki's, Loki's good. really good. The season two, I think they believe in. I think they believe in it too. So I, I I'll go Loki. Those are my three. 
Um, you know, I, I love, I, I like Luke Cage, obviously. I think Jessica Jones is underrated, but I, I, you know, if you had a group like that, that'd be cool. What? Don't put Iron Fist in there. That would, that, that would be cool. Um, uh, yeah, no, Iron Fist Don't didn't quite make the cut. Don't what about Punisher? Punisher? I wouldn't put it in there. No. I would. I mean, you get a little bit. You get Punisher and Daredevil, so I guess. I guess it's okay if you don't include his show, but I really like. I get his it. Show. I get it. I just. I. I don't. I wouldn't call it a dying. You know. Uh, uh, Gotta have. I would I, not for me. Not for me. It's fine. Uh, well, Caleb, speaking of staples, mm-hmm. uh, we're going to end tonight with another top five. Your top five favorite Marvel villains. Last week we did Marvel heroes. I'm going villains this time because just like last week, I don't know what your answer is going to be. I, I really don't know who your favorite villain is. Uh, this can this can be Marvel movies. It can be any 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 form of Marvel as far as I'm concerned. Oh, okay. I only did movies. No, I did. Yeah, I only did movies. Characters That's have fine. Been movies. Okay. Okay. That's fine. I, I don't care. I honest to God, I would have put Kate Pitt in my top five. What about but I, I, I but I did do it because I nope. because of the movie Kingpin. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, you know, but it, it is what it is. It is what it is. He's he's he'd be in there, but I I did movies. Um, like That's I reiterate, you want me to go five to one? Yeah, let's go five to one. Okay. Um, I have Loki at number five. As I mentioned uh, earlier, I I thought the show was great, and I think he's just just so it's just so clever. Everything's so clever. He's like a. When he's at when he's on his best, he's always one step ahead of the one step ahead of the pack. Like he's just so inquisitive and he has a way of really selling you like, ooh, like you're gonna be good. And then like psych. Um I, yeah, I, when, I think, when I think of the height of the MCU's powers, he's he's one of the first characters that I think of. Hundred percent. Um I'm gonna go you might not like this take. I'm gonna put I'm gonna put Thanos four. I'm gonna put Thanos sure. four. I I I think a lot of people want to put him higher, but I I think to be honest with you, I think that's biased because of the movies. I think I think he's I think he is very. <laughs> I think he's I think it's a great character, super strong. I mean, he obviously brings the fear a part of his thing. You know, like he has this like fear and he has this like this level of like, <sighs> you you know, he's on the screen. You know, you, you just you know, he's on the screen and I, I have to respect that um, because when I think of when I think of that stuff, I mean, that's what I want. I want somebody that I fear as soon as he gets out of the screen. Um, Second one for me. I um so I did go co- can I am I cool with going a little comic? Well yeah. I did. Okay. I mean cuz I I mean I I I I'm an, I'm an old school guy with my my last two. Um I'm going to go Doctor Doom and Goblin number 1. 
I, I knew the Spider-Man in you. I knew the Spider-Man in you would probably like that. But I, I mean, I've always, I mean, I shouldn't be, but like, I just think Goblin rocks. <laughs> like, I, I can't, anytime he was on the screen in the first Spider-Man, it was impossible for me to not think he was the most awesome, awesome thing on planet Earth. Like, and I, because it's just, everything about him is just so cool and it's so dope and, you know, I loved Goblin um, and Doctor Doom. I mean, again, you know, I want a villain where you know his presence as soon as he enters the screen, or as soon as you read the book. You want to put the fear of God in you when you read this guy. When you read about a villain, and I personally believe Doctor Doom does that for me. So those are my five. Um, you know, obviously, there's so many. There's so so many, <laughs> but, but I'll, I'll have those five. Yeah. I want to say honorable mention Magneto. You know, if you're looking at, sure. I guess, sure. if you're looking at, especially from I thought the about putting him in my top five. Yeah. Book perspective, movie perspective. Like, I feel mm-hmm. like he has always been, I mean, book perspective, he's probably number one. He's probably I, number one. I, yeah, he probably is. In fact, I, I would say he's number not sure it's close. Uh, then, movie perspective, I mean, the early X-Men movies, he was awesome. I thought in the latest X-Men movies, he was still pretty good. Uh, I like McKellen better than Fassbender, but beside the point, I thought Fassbender was still pretty good. So he's my honorable mention. Number five, I got Thanos. You know, primarily for the movies. All the reasons you said, Caleb, off. like... One of the best movie villains, period. I agree. Let, let alone, yep. let you know, yep. superhero movies aside, just in mm-hmm. movie history, I feel like one of the best. Yeah. He reset, he reset a whole film franchise by himself. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my number four, an overlap with you, I got Dr. Doom. Dr. Doom, um, one of the coolest villains, in my opinion. One yeah. of the coolest uh, runs his own fucking country. Runs his own country. Okay, I don't. I don't really need so much more than that. Number three, I got the kingpin. The kingpin, because yeah, he's a spider. He started off as a Spider-Man villain, but then now I feel like he is just solely considered a Daredevil villain, and he they're like perfect matches for each other. Daredevil and Kingpin, they just you know both of them cross lines, but. I don't know. It's especially with the Netflix series. I mean, Vincent D'Onofrio just absolutely murdered that role, and mm-hmm. I don't think it can ever be done again by someone else. Sure. Uh, and then Hawkeye murdered him uh, as well in the show. Uh, number two, <laughs> I got the Goblin, Caleb. The Goblin classic, had to be the Goblin. Yeah, I feel like classic. for most people our age, the it's first classic. villain you encountered in a superhero movie was the green goblin right and you know i think other than heath ledger probably the best portrayal of a villain a superhero villain in a movie willem dafoe is the green goblin (laughs) and then number one i got i got dr octopus i got doc he's my favorite i think he's the most tragic spider-man villain 
any form of media, honestly, he's been adapted beautifully, whether it's Spider-Man 2, whether it's Spider-Man PS4 game. He, he's He's been awesome, no matter where you see him. Uh, so I'm, I'm giving Doc Ock the nod as my favorite Marvel villain. Um, but Caleb, now it's time to plug. Plug away, my friend. We were on Shaddy Sanity last night. Have you laid your bets yet? I have not. I mean, I well, I shouldn't say that. I I shouldn't say that I have. Uh, I I've laid I've laid some. I've laid it um, Any but, you care to Any you care to share? Any uh, you care to share? So, I mean, in terms of win total. I I I. <laughs> how about how about share the one you're most confident in? God, let me let me look at them all again. Um, oh, you, I, don't, you don't even remember. <laughs> is that bad? Um, it I no. I will. <laughs> I will say this. I will say this. I haven't put the bet in yet. Okay, I haven't put the okay. bet in yet. Um, but you're I will. confident. I will. Uh, Seahawks division. Uh, I'm locking that down. Oh, <laughs> of course you are, because you think Kyle Shanahan sucks. No, I think you are underestimating Seattle. <laughs> you're underestimating Pete Carroll. Is what you're doing. And and can I remind you who the quarterback is, please? Sam Donald. You ever heard of him? How about Brock Purdy? How about Trey Lance? Mark Purdy's fine. How about Trey Lance? Brock Purdy. Oh, Brock Purdy Mark for Purdy's 17 fine. games. Brock Purdy for 17 <laughs> games. He's fine. He's fine. That's fine. You want to keep downing Shanahan? Go ahead. Go no, ahead. I'm not. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. Oh, he, I'm not. But you guys are just acting like this is a ghost for the Niners. And Brock Purdy got to the NFC title game last year. Guys, it's true. They right. got to the NFC title game with Brock Purdy. You're right. Did they not? Okay. 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 But isn't that how you summarize Shanahan? <laughs> yes, yeah, Shanahan finds a way. To what? To win. He finds ways to win. He does. Caleb, come on, Caleb. He's been to three of the last four NFC title games. He's been to a Super Bowl. What What do you want from the guy? Win. Win cool. a Super Bowl. You're acting like he's the best. You're acting like he's like the best coach Caleb. in football. What other coach is getting that far when your best quarterback is Jimmy Garoppolo? You're honest to God. Honest to God. You want me to give it to you? Because I got I got a name for it. I got names. I got names. Go ahead. Go ahead Plural. and say Sean McVay and Andy Reid. I'm going to say, say I'm going to say Sean McVay, number one. Well, not number one, but that's one guy. Andy Reid, number two. You're asking me to win a Super Bowl. That's all you're asking me to do. You think I trust him to win a Super Bowl more. That's it? That's it? I'm saying who it? else is capable of this sustained run with your best quarterback by far time, being man. Jimmy Garoppolo? You know it. Don't sit here and disagree with me because you know it. Don't sit here and okay, disagree what? with me. Three coaches? Three Don't coaches? I got three coaches because I think you're at, you're you're looking at the talent level 
you're looking at the, I'm I'm talking if you're only saying Jimmy Garoppolo is a quarterback and you're not looking at anything else on the roster, whatever. But you act like the Niners don't have a roster. I mean, no, I, I'm not. I mean, they have arguably the best set of skill positions in the league. I think they have the best roster in the league. And I'm not saying they don't. I'm not saying they don't. And I I'm think that's why. And to... I'm saying, and I'm saying that it benefits Shanahan as a coach. It just does. Of course it does. Of course it does. Of course, a great roster benefits the coach. Okay, so can I ask you this? Can I ask you this? All these guys are getting hired by the Niners. All of them. All these guys are getting hired off the Niners. All of them. What do you, what do you think they're doing? Yes. Now? What do you think they're doing now? Well, Salah's with the Jets. Come on, he hasn't Zach. done anything. Right. And what are you gonna? And what about the Jets this year, Zach? What about the Jets? What about them? You know how I feel about the Jets. Right. So what? What's that on? What's what that do you on? Mean, what is it on? Coaching. You think coaching's a part of it? No. Sure, but I don't think it's the biggest part of it. I think Aaron Rodgers is not what everyone says. I'm he saying. Is. I'm saying that I think. I am saying that I believe their roster is what's underrated, and I think that people are not balancing it well with Shanahan as a coach. I think people want to praise Shanahan as a coach more than the roster building. And I want the roster building to get more of its respect than the head coach. So you want John Lynch to get respect? Yeah, because I think he's pretty good. I think he's pretty good too. I'm with you. This is one of the best rosters in the league. On. Honestly, I think he's kind of slept on the top executive, but go on more. Well, he made probably the best trade in the league last year. Yeah, we're sports pod. The movie pod. Uh, but all seriousness, that's my pod bet. last night. I really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed the pod last night. Yeah, uh, that was great. I will be laying my Trevor Lawrence MVP bet here shortly. Hey, you are all uh, in that pick. <laughs> you are all in for that pick. What? You are. You're all in on it. You're all in. I love the odds, and I think it's very possible. It it is. I will say it. It, it is pretty good odds. I will say sixteen to one for him is very good odds. I'm taking him over Rodgers. I'm taking him over oh. two, and I'm taking him over Prescott for MVP. Oh my god! Yeah, he's he. That's my thing. He's better than all those guys. Why yeah. he has the same odds as them? I'll never know. I I'll never know. know. Plus, he's good getting bet, Ridley though. this year. Division sucks. I, I think they're going to win a lot of games. Yeah, I won't put it past you. It's a good bet. I, I mean, it's definitely not impossible. No. no. So. Right. All right, Caleb, one more next week. Uh, thanks for coming on. And as always, folks, thank you very much for listening.